we are live hello hello welcome everybody this is exciting welcome to another episode of quick brew i'm katie i'm vicky nearly forgot my line then i nearly said i'm vicky and i'm like that's not true <laughs> oh dare you yes i know stealing, stealing your thunder already <laughs> so if this is the first time you're uh, joining us uh, apologies for having to listen to my stupidness but um <laughs> this is um an episode of quick bruise now quick bruise is the little little sister um the smaller love child of strong tea strong tea is the main podcast um which is vicky and i and a guest talking about things that matter, things that we should all be talking about more, controversial topics, things that people stick their head in the sand over, and things that are generally difficult to talk about. And Quick Brews is no exception. However, it's just me and Vicky. Mm -hmm. You know, that's nice, isn't it? The dastardly duo. Oh, yes. Oh, I like that. But (laughs) as you'll get to know, hopefully this won't be the first, last and only episode you're going to listen to, we always talk about what we're drinking because we this is called Strong Tea. So... With lovely thanks to our fabulous friends at Bird and Blend. Vicky, what Bird and Blend are you drinking today? So this is um, controversial, which is in line with what we're doing. I have found the best ever tasting tea. Oh my God, I bet we've gone for the same one because I was going to say the exact same thing. Seriously, Mm. honestly, our, our wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous friends at Bird and Blend. If you could give us a lifetime supply of snowball oh no no oh, i mean i do i do love that one but that's not what i was gonna say oh so obviously you know... there's two exceptional tasting teas tell us oh my god right so i'll tell you what's in it and then you can just kind of imagine how awesome it tastes so it's a sri lankan black tea it's got cocoa shells desiccated coconut cocoa nibs red corn flowers vegan marshmallows and it's divine Mm, it that sounds epic amazing yeah and you can have it hot or cold um and yeah it's incredible really really lovely and is that from their christmas range or is it just a a, just a wintery one it's their christmas range yeah which is available now folks get out there and buy some yeah someone who loves tea go and get them something exciting from bird and blend tell Um, me what your best tea in the world is oh my god i can't even this is like you know how much I like my herbal teas, yeah. but I am quite fussy in that I don't just like the ones that smell nice. They have to taste nice too. And I know you like this one. Oh, you're killing me. Come on. What is it? Rhubarb and custard. <gasps> oh, oh, that one's my fate. Oh, oh no. Now you threw that one in the works. Oh, oh yeah. Now, if you remember mm. the rhubarb and custard sweets from when you were a kid, yeah. and I think this, I think probably most age ranges get that it's not like oh do you remember when you were a kid and you had nerds and they only applied to like the kids in the 90s rhubarb and custard sweets have been around since like the war Mm -hmm. so anyone listening to this knows what rhubarb and custard sweet is this is the tea version and it tastes as good smells as good it is divine it really does and i'll tell you i left my uh tea bag in the cup and was a bit messy left it overnight came back into my office the next day and the whole room smelled of rhubarb and custard See, we'll gladly uh, make that mistake again a wonderful tea and an alternative to potpourri yes yes and i like I how you know. sort of recycled it there as well you must have drank the tea left a bit and it created a room scent as well mate we're in a financial crisis you know you've got to kind of well yeah cost of living you know bird exactly. blend get on it room room sense <laughs> You could do this. Oh, brilliant. So yeah, get out there, folks. They're online and in shops um, dotted around as well. So please check Bird and Blend out. So today, um, it's a discussion that will could potentially be triggering for some people. There might be details that could um, be uncomfortable, um, unsettling, and be quite triggering for for some folk out there. Um, But today we're covering bullying. Now, it's National uh, Bullying Awareness Week next week. Uh, I think it's called Anti-Bullying Week. But oh, yeah, it's bullying sorry. awareness. You know what it is. Yeah, it's that, anti-bullying. It's, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> all the same pro-power stuff to basically stamp out bullying. So Absolutely. that's next week. Um, so we have done this episode in line with that to raise awareness 
Um, we are going to be doing another episode um, in 2023, so next year, with um, Bully This. They are incredible. It's a podcast uh, run by Tyler Copenhaver Heath, who we met recently. And if you haven't listened to their podcast, we strongly recommend that you do. They've got a fantastic first season, signed up for a second. And we'll be joining them a bit of a cross-pollination podcast type thing. Um, to discuss bullying in a lot more depth than we're able to cover today, um, particularly with the incredible work that they've been doing out there in the US as well. Our first um, transatlantic guest, isn't it? It's exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. And Tyler is possibly the, the nicest guy um, ever. He's, yeah, absolutely wonderful. So let's have a look at the definition of bullying. And this one, it comes from the National Bullying Helpline. So they defined it as uh, many different ways, and it can be described as unwanted conduct or behavior designed to cause harm or distress to another person. It can be categorized as offensive, intimidating, malicious, or insulting behavior. It's a, an abuse or misuse, misuse of power through the means of intended to undermine, humiliate, denigrate, or injure the recipient. Bullying, bullying can be related to age, sex, race, disability, religion, sexual orientation, nationality, or any personal characteristic of the individual, and it may be persistent, or it could be an isolated incident. But the key here is that the actions or the comments are viewed as demeaning and unacceptable to the recipient. And it can fall under four main categories. So that's psychological, verbal, physical, and cyberbullying. And its effects are far-reaching consequences. Um, it can have an impact on anyone, children and adults, school or at work. Um, and it can seriously affect someone's <clears throat> physical and mental health. Um, and sustained bullying can cause stress, emotional issues, social problems, physical disorders, and um, in some serious mm. cases, self-harm and even death and suicide. Yeah, it's a very deep, deep subject, isn't it? Because yeah. when you say the word bullying, it automatically triggers you to that school, doesn't it? Yeah. The playground and bullying in the playground. And of course, mm. that is where a lot of bullying happens. Mm. But, you know, as we're going to talk about shortly, it's not just that. And it's mm. not just children. And it's so far reaching. And so many places you know a lot of places are getting better now when it comes mm. to bullying but you know up until probably quite recently people have been getting away with bullying because it's known as banter yeah yeah and it's I suppose it's it's about defining what one is one's acceptable and one's not and I suppose what you just said there with the definition banter would be what the person receiving the comments found funny yeah. and amusing genuinely rather than humiliating or harmful yeah and I think that's why people get defensive oh it's only a joke you know it's it's less looking at what you found funny and more what the individual recipient how they took that and yeah. that's that's the key here is you've made someone feel well emotionally insecure unsafe you've hurt them that and that's just verbal. I mean, physical bullying is something completely different and it's much more targeted and is, you know, a lot more obvious. And we'll talk about those kind of microaggressions and the kind of bullying that makes you think twice um a little later on. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to point out as well that bullying can really actually happen anywhere, can't it? And it can yeah. it can happen by people that you know. And it can happen by people that you don't know as well. You know, there is, uh, you know, as we've already mentioned, school place bullying, workplace bullying, you can be bullied at home. You know, yeah. some some cases yeah. of domestic abuse, um, parents or step parents yeah. bullying children, um, you know, and it could be adult to adult as well. It doesn't yeah. have to be children. Online bullying, even in the street, you know, and mm. someone says something to you, harasses you, bullies yeah. you, makes you in feel intimidated. It can genuinely happen anywhere. Yeah. And as the definition said, it can be a one-off or it can be sustained. Mm -hmm. um, just because it's a one-off, it doesn't mean that it's not highly traumatic either. I think it's, I think I found this quite difficult to research as well. 
especially on the school side of things because I was bullied but I genuinely find it terrifying now the thought of you know Freddie and any future children being bullied because Mm -hmm. I know what it was like but also it's a totally different type of bullying now isn't it like a friend of mine was telling me the other day about something that happened to her son and it was so humiliating that I was just like oh my god and of course online bullying wasn't a Mm. thing when we were in school was it no yes folks the internet was invented but it wasn't mainstream (laughs) (laughs) we did invent the will though that's our kind of generation wasn't it that's how old I feel anyway I'm not there yet (laughs) (laughs) a few years older sorry bullying just banter just banter yeah just banter yeah (laughs) um yeah the cyberbullying thing is terrifying to me and you see it all the time I mean the trolls who are literally Mm -hmm. just I, I truly believe and this is kind of could be controversial but I think the likes of Twitter and the ability for people to sit behind keyboards has enabled more of a bullying culture. It's enabled people to become bullies who wouldn't ordinarily exhibit that behavior, but it's because of that ease of allowing that to come to the fore um, that trolls and kind of people who just type horrendous and offensive and awful things without yeah, thinking not- about the consequence because it's so easy to type it's harder to say but when mm-hmm. you type it it's very easy yeah and people aren't held accountable either um, yeah 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 you know because they can hide behind a username and yeah. they don't even have to call themselves by their real name it's yeah. you know they can get away with anything and um, for those of you that don't know what a troll is in internet slang a troll is a person who posts inflammatory insincere digressive extraneous and off-topic messages in an online community um, a forum or chat room online video game or blog with the intent of provoking readers into displaying emotional responses or manipulating others perceptions now I have fallen uh, guilty of um, you know bullies we talked about this in another episode that we'll be releasing uh, the week after actually we um, had an incredibly emotional recording with Vic about um, domestic abuse and how bullies want a response and I fall victim to this so frequently and someone will post something online which is so inflammatory and so utterly like you just sit there open mouth thinking I can't believe someone's written this I that's outrageous right okay and I get on my high horse about it and I'm just thinking that's exactly what they want. I can't help it. I can't help it because I'm like, you need to not be a knob. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And it's so hard, isn't it? Because you kind of you want to change the world and make it right. But that's what these people want. They want you to get worked up about yeah. it. And when you really look at it, it goes back to that school mentality of they are bullying you because potentially things aren't right for them. You know, yeah. there is something unsettled with the individual who is doing the bullying. And we talked about this with with Tyler, who we will be collaborating with next year about, you know, people bully for a reason. And there are multiple reasons, which again, we'll talk about in this episode in, in a bit, but people are coming, f- doing these things for some kind of self-satisfaction because they're missing something in their lives. Mm-hmm. They're being bullied themselves. There are other things and uh, trolls in particular, you could, it's almost they're obvious that they're, they're like you said wanting that response wanting to be center of attention wanting someone to talk to them yeah yeah and it's I think if I'd have known that when I was bullied both uh in school and in workplace if I'd have actually stepped back and thought about the fact that I was being bullied by someone who was possibly intimidated by me and you know there was jealousy behind that mm-hmm. And, you know, they wanted something I had or they were jealous or something, you know, it might have made me reevaluate my thought process behind them because initially it was just fear. Whereas yeah. I think sometimes you can turn it around to being like, you know, what? actually, I feel quite sorry for you. Yeah. You know, I pity you because you feel a need to put this on someone else, your own insecurities. And I think yeah. if I could 
if I could tell every child in the UK or anywhere in the world that was being bullied that message, I just, I wish I could do it because some people feel so inferior and it damages self-confidence so much, doesn't it? I mean, I remember what I was like in school and I, you know, I spent a long time terrified because I was just like, you Mm. know, it's just a horrible thing to go through. Yeah. And I was, I was picked on quite a bit at school as well. Um, and I don't know if that was because, you know, of the people that I chose to have around me. I mean, I was a kid, you know, I don't know the things that I know now about looking out for certain people and being careful who you surround yourself with. It's definitely a lesson I'm going to teach my own daughter. Um, but yeah, you know, I was, I remember quite vividly wanting to hang out with the kids that would, you know, be on the corner or up the heath or, you know, on the green. And one night it got out of hand and I got beaten up quite badly. Oh my God. And I just remember going home and my mum and dad just kind of, we don't know what to do. We yeah. we don't know what to do. And going into school the next day was terrifying because I was worried about what people would think. You know, were people going to do it again? You know, I'm like... Were these people you went to school with in your... A few of them were, yeah. And again, I know we spoke about this before, about uh, bystander apathy, about people who will just watch and not do anything. Mm -hmm. And no one helped. No one came in to help. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'll spare the details, but there were, you know, I was hit with more than just fists and and being kicked and so on. but it was a power play. It was it was all done to to pick on me because the I was the weakest in the group, um, and the person felt I had disrespected them. So it was very much control and power to let everyone else know that the mm-hmm. alpha was the alpha in in that gang. Yeah. Um, and that's very much translated in a lot of the research that I did for this episode as well. Is that that kind of uh, power shift, that power control is very much in the forefront of of bullying. Mm. How old were you at that point? I was 14. Mm. See, I I had, um, it wasn't wasn't physical in terms of fists, but um, there was a girl I went to school with. um, And it's weird because looking back at people who did pick on me in school, I look back now as an adult, thinking back to then and think about their home lives and their personal circumstances and stuff. And I think, okay, I'm not excusing what they did, but I can probably see why they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember this girl who'd picked on me for quite a while. And one day she was just like, Oh, you know, let's, let's put all this behind us and let's, you know, let's be friends. And of course I was so, you know, I was so relieved because it was so horrible going every day and having to try and avoid her in school because of the things that she would say to me. Mm. And I was just like, oh, okay. And she was like, oh, we're going, we're going to the park and, you know, do you want to come? Whatever. Anyway, um, I turned up and she basically egged me. She covered me in eggs and flour. Mm -hmm. And there were people there that just, who were supposedly friends of mine who just stood and watched. And I was just like, I was completely humiliated. And I went, I remember going home and sitting in the bath and just sobbing. And my, like you said, my mum didn't know what to do. And, you know, there's that fear as well, I think, of this is what my friend said when she talked about her son the other day. She said her son was terrified and she said, please, please don't go to the parents. Please don't, mm. please don't do anything. She could make it worse. And that's what the bullies want. They want to, they want you to feel that fear that you can't end it because they'll just make it worse for you. And my mum was like, I need, I need to tell someone. And I was like, please don't, you'll make it worse. Anyway, she phoned up a friend of mine's mum and she said look can you come and meet Kate tomorrow walk to school with her because this is what's happened anyway this girl turned up and she was like I can't believe that's happened to you that's disgusting right she was she was quite popular Mm. anyway we walked to school together and we were stood um not far from the gates and literally every person that walked past she was just like, right, we're just going to head this off. Because I was like 14 maybe at the time, 14. And um, everyone who came past was like chatting to her and, oh, hey, how's it going? And she was like, you'll never guess what happened to Kate last night. How disgusting is this? How much of a dick is that girl? And pe- so many people were just like, oh, my God, that's what a 
that's horrendous. I can't believe that happened to you. And almost instantaneously, the outpouring of like mm. friendship that I felt from that because people were actually standing up and going, Do you know, actually, that's a real dick move. Can't believe she yeah. did that. And all of a sudden, I was, I'd stepped up in that sort of popularity and she'd actually become worse off instead of being like, oh, it was really funny. Look what you did. It was like, can't believe you did that. Yeah. And I think I was lucky in that sense because I had someone to stand by me and, mm. and I know not everyone has that. And it's, it's harder now, isn't it as well, because of the cyberbullying. I know we'll come onto the statistics shortly, which I know you'll love. Um, But it's so hard, isn't it? Because it's not just you know when I was bullied I came home at the end of the day and much like you did you came down from the heath you went mm. home you shut your door that was it yeah. until the next day whereas now with social media you have and you, there's adverts all the time isn't there talking mm. about it about you know your teenage girls teenage boys sitting up in their bedrooms with you know their phones and they could be getting any sort of online abuse coming through yeah from people they know from people they don't know and it's I think that's incredibly damaging like even yeah. more so probably than to a certain extent than what we went through because it's hidden isn't it yeah and it's I think with when it's written down it's there to stay mm. I know that sounds it but you can just revisit it over and over and over again and self-torture and yeah it speaks to those really deep, dark gremlin thoughts that you might have about yourself. Um, and to see it written down is from someone else is awful. And I mean, hearing them is bad enough, but actually having them written down for you t to see yeah. is just, yeah, it's heartbreaking. And it definitely is. something I'm, I would like to understand how to navigate as well. Yeah. And I think, do you know what? There's, there's people that I think we could probably approach to talk to about this to get them to come mm. on the show because I think it would be helpful for you know parents of children yeah. who have experienced online bullying but also for adults as well because as we're going to see from these statistics it's not just young people that get bullied online so I know you want to delve into because I'm I'm fully aware I'm talking a lot. I've just no, no, no. my incredible tea. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to take a break and let you talk about workplace bullying. So this is something that is quite close to my heart. Um, I worked in human resources for 18 years. Your eyes lit up then, I swear it did. I'm that old, man. When I worked it out, I was like, oh my goodness. It was the tea. Uh, yeah, right, it was. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> So, yeah, I've worked in human resources a long time. And so I have seen my fair share and experienced and seen, witnessed uh, workplace bullying at its worst, at its snidiest, at its, you know, and even where it's been reconciled, I've been, I've been and seen it all. Um, but what's interesting, I know. I so you're, talking, you're talking like a, back in my day. Back in my day. Myself, yeah. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah, it feels like that. Um, what's interesting is the UK government website has a very short definition of what bullying and harassment in the workplace is. Okay. Um, so they've they've said that it's spreading malicious rumors, it's unfair treatment, it's picking or regularly undermining someone, it's denying someone's training or promotion opportunities, and that it can happen face to face by letter, email, or by phone. Um, there is so, so much more. So mm. workplace bullying can be things like microaggressions. So these are the little things that make you go, did they did they just say that? Is, did, did that? And it's the little things that it's almost like death by a thousand cuts that mm. they're quite nasty, but you can't quite put your finger on, you know, just, mm. not yeah. enough for a formal exactly point, yeah, yeah but over time it really drags you down yeah. micromanagement oh my days this is a big one the micromanagement which tears into your confidence and self-esteem and it's done because it's that control and power thing again mm -hmm. you know there's you're not doing it right so I might as well do it and it's mm -hmm. a real bullying bullish behavior and um, that's that throwing under a bus mentality Mm -hmm. um you know i need a scapegoat i need some a, a fall guy as it were 
um, and the setting up for a fall in the workplace as well. So it's not only that scapegoat, it's actually lining that person up to get the blame for something. Mm -hmm. Stealing praise and stealing work ideas and passing them off as your own. And then a big one, which happens a lot, and that's leaving someone out or being really cold towards them. So even stuff like, oh, good morning, and then just no reply or just a really curt response. And I think with working from home a lot now, that leaving people out is perhaps more prevalent. Yeah, yeah. I I just, when you talked about that, I wondered if you'd seen, um, and I, I think we should share it on our blog post as well. Mm. There's a Pixar short, you know, they do the little animation. Oh, yes. Have you seen Pearl? Yes, oh. Yeah, it's lovely, but sad. Yeah, and it's, it's, if you haven't watched it, a brief rundown is Pearl is, um, she's a little ball of knitting, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, and she starts in a new place and it's like a predominantly male business suits environment and she goes in and she's really excited to be starting work in this new place and she's got a box of stuff and she's excited about getting to her desk and stuff and she just gets left out of everything and they all go off to the pub and leave her on her own and it's all about how she overcomes that and actually how they then start employing more people like her and how she makes friends and how she introduces them and it's a really sweet little story but I think actually for a little animation about a little ball of wool, it's it it hits home hard, doesn't it? Oh, massively. And it really highlights discrimination and bullying and it's in its mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say subtle, it's it's mm. blatant in that Pixar short. Yeah. Um, and it is things like that. It's preventing career advancements, it's threats to job security, um, all the way up to, you know, unwelcome sexual advances, rumor spreading. And so it's it's so much more, all the way from your lovely example of Pearl with the exclusion, the scale of bullying and harassment in the workplace is mm-hmm. is vast. Yeah. Um, and some stats for you. So oh, where do I begin? So the YouGov poll, 29% of people have been victims of workplace bullying. So that's three out of 10 people. In total, that's, that's 9.1 million of the UK workforce. So if you want to put that in perspective, that's more than the population of Scotland and Wales combined. It's crazy talk, isn't it? That is, it's and, bonkers. And, and that's the ones we know of. That's the ones we know of. Those are the ones that have reported it and said, yeah. you know, answered on a questionnaire, I suppose, as well, aren't yeah. they? Because yeah. it's also going to have a massive impact on, you know, time off and productivity and things like that hasn't it <clears throat> so a cast claims <laughs> they claim that hey, bullying hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, a little secret you did pass me these stats along with my additional stats i just preferred your stats <laughs> do you know what i i just i i paste them and i was like i'll read those through and then when you said i'm gonna do workplace i thought oh i'll just let you have them i didn't read them so i didn't know i didn't know that that was in there Yeah, my stats went way too deep because I went down rabbit holes. Um, But the bullying at work cost the UK economy 18 billion a year. So basically what that consists of is it's sickness related absences, which um, are the result of bullying, staff turnover and reduction of productivity. And of course, there's other kind of financial implications, operational and human costs um, involved in that. But 18 billion a year it costs the UK economy because of bullying and because with that in mind and obviously we do a lot of stuff with mental health as well which Mm. ties in with this to a certain extent but it really is in an employer's best interests to stamp this out because that's costing you an awful lot isn't it yeah Yeah. I I suppose there are places I guess which are more prevalent Yes, I didn't look down into sector specific, mm-hmm. but yeah, what was what was interesting, and this is from, as I said, working in HR, up to 46% of employees said they would not report bullying to either the HR department or senior management. See, I wonder if that's fear. And I don't just mean fear as in the kickback from reporting the bully, but almost um that connotation of where you can't handle something so you Mm. don't want your boss to think you're 
complaining about something and they're just like that's pathetic you know yeah yeah and you're not strong enough which again is an it's a terrible thing and a form of bullying in itself but I wonder Mm. I wonder what that what that breakdown of reasoning is um I have got it somewhere here but a breakdown before then Uh um if you want to look at agenda Mm-hmm. So forty percent of female respondents said that they had been bullied, compared to thirty-one percent of males. Do you think, though, that that's more women coming forward and saying it, or do you actually think that's a, a yeah accurate representation? It's an interesting one. Um, in my experience during my career, it was mostly women that came mm-hmm. forward. Um, and the other bizarre thing, and this is only in my experience most of the bullies were women mm. yeah I've, I've, I've heard I've heard that and that sort of falls in line with my experiences previously mm. but I you know there's people feel threatened don't they you know and I think that's you know you'd think someone you know and I'm, I'm talking predominantly at the moment if people in positions of seniority the bully mm you know, maybe lower, um, you know, uh, positions, shall we say, Um, you know, you think, well, you're in that position of seniority. So why do you feel like you have to undermine, you know, that, but it's again, like we talked earlier, it's power play, isn't it? It is. And going back to what you said before about the breakdown, the biggest percentage, um, 20, uh, where is it? They said that it was overloading individuals with work. Mm so deliberately piling the workload on and making people burn out and feel overwhelmed yeah i can i can I well imagine that shouldering the work yeah i think you know have you got any sort of examples of things that you want to talk about in terms of your experience yeah i mean oh god there were so many that sounds awful there were so many a lot I of things you see you see probably more than most because you're in a a department you were working in a department that would be exposed to that more do you think yeah I worked in uh HR in areas that were um high highly competitive was one of the places um and a lot of the bullying came from insecurity so a senior um, and I won't say the position because it would give it away, but the, the the senior position was very much trying to keep the lower levels down mm-hmm. because there was an insecurity of, um, you know, I want the praise. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want them coming up and stealing my notoriety or my fame or where I am in the organ. And so there was a lot of bullying of keeping individuals down because there was an insecurity. You know, there's a risk of them progressing and being better or being seen to be better or coming up with these better ideas and the senior position and so it became very obvious that okay we know why you're doing that mm-hmm. um what annoyed me the most is a working at that organizational levels it became very very clear that organizations were not equipped to deal with bullying and harassment mm-hmm. um so i guess and I'm, I'm probably talking covering this way earlier than I should but organizations really do need to look at their policies Mm -hmm. they need to make them robust you need to have a code of conduct you need to actually show that you have zero tolerance Mm -hmm. for bullying yeah you've got to have really good complaint mechanisms because that was the other thing and being in HR a lot of these people would come to us and talk but the complaint mechanisms and investigation processes were rubbish yeah some of them yeah. were so informal and hugely, you know, conflict of interest that you just thought, how are these poor people going to get this resolved? Yeah. Um, and training, train your staff, you know, how to how to behave in a workplace. You know, what you might think of as innocent banter really isn't, you know, look at your conduct. Because in my experience as well, when someone was called up, a lot of the time they were mortified. Yeah. They were kind of, I had no idea you know, hands up, really, really sorry. I I didn't know. Um, and then it would lead to because I'm overworked, I'm really struggling. And it then unravels and you become aware of the kind of domino effect. Yeah. But directors and senior levels do need to lead by example. 
they mm. need to show that you know you've got to you've got to be what you say if you want a good culture if you want anti-bullying in your workplace you have got to show that you are zero tolerant of it and in your own way that you you treat other people and empowering your staff especially HR you've got to empower them to take things further stand your ground empower those people who have been bullied and make sure that they know they are respected they have just cause because mm. once an individual who is being bullied loses faith that's it they walk it costs 18 billion quid they're gone yeah I, I get the sense that you feel quite strongly about this I really do workplace bullying <laughs> for me because I of obviously like I said with the nature of what I did I just saw so many things go wrong in the process that it just became so unjust for the individuals being bullied um mm. and it was horrible it was really really horrible and it's almost um I think to a certain extent and I I use this phrase lightly because any bullying is horrible but it's almost worse when it's adults bullying adults because they should know better. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the thing. And I think that's that is something which needs to be addressed. And it's down again, it's about addressing that root cause. As yeah. with anything, any mental health issue or, you know, don't just stick a plaster on it. Why why is this but why is this individual bullying this other person? Yeah. You know, do they feel insecure? Do they have their own problems at home? Are they Yeah. Ooh. Oh, Freddie feels very upset about being bullying. Well, I'm not surprised. And I think I think you're right. It's it's we talked about it before, people just standing by and watching, which in my own horrible experience when I was younger and others, you see it, you know, playground with fights and so on. And even in the office, people just mm. watching it and just not doing anything for fear of, oh, that might impact my job or that might impact how people see me. And we've got to let people know that you know it's better to intervene yeah no absolutely it is and I think it's it's hard for people to know how to step in yeah. and I think it takes a certain person a certain level of confidence to be able to step in and say no that's not right what you're yeah. doing is not right and it's you know I know we've talked about it previously about you know with racism it's not enough to just not be racist mm. it's not enough just to not bully mm -hmm. you have to anti-bully you have to if you see something you have to you have to step it up you mm. really have to you know take charge of the situation and I've, I've been lucky in the certain circumstances where I have raised it to you know senior members or even not senior um you know things have been sorted Mm. And I think that's important, but I know a lot of people aren't that lucky. And I mm. think workplaces are getting better, but still a long way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us, tell us about um, cyberbullying. Well, cyberbullying is extremely broad. It's mm -hmm. it can happen, um, and I've got some I've got some statistics here for um, cyberbullying for children and cyberbullying for adults as well. Okay. So one in five children between the ages of 10 and 15 in England and Wales have experienced at least one form of cyberbullying. Now that's that's a lot, one in five. That's huge. Yeah. Between the ages of 10 and 15, I mean, Christ alive. Oh like 10 gosh. years old. That's horrible, isn't it? Um, And it's predominantly... um most likely to be white children minority children don't get cyber bullied as much which i think is is also an interesting okay. statistic yeah. I was, you know yeah. i wondered i wondered why that would have been but um one in four children don't report online bullying oh, so heartbreaking you know it's you know that these platforms are putting things in place to reduce the amount of bullying yeah all out bullies but that only works if you step up and say um so can I can I ask something as well so this is so when we talked um to Tyler before uh we talked about um bullying becoming a natural part of a childhood's like it's almost like a rite of passage isn't it oh you know you get bullied it makes it makes you you know it it, it 
makes you a more solid person. It's a lesson to learn and so on. Do you think that's now equating over to the cyberbullying world that it's just, oh, it is what it is? Um, I don't know because I think there's so much, even though um, social media and the internet, et cetera, um, has come on so far from where it first started there's still so much to learn about how people are bullying and how mm. it affects people because really it is still very new isn't it as yeah. a concept yeah. in the grand scheme of things I'm just going to be people listening to that who are like oh the internet's not new <laughs> yeah. no I don't mean that <laughs> like <It's to> us. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know like when you're at school school place bullying has been mm. around since school started there's always going to have been you know bullying ex- you know experience of bullying and people become more conditioned a way to deal with it because you're like right okay someone's got done for bullying right they get suspended they get excluded right so what do you do with an online bully because mm. what if they're posing behind a uh, a username that's got no picture? You don't know who they yeah. are. You know, you can't find them. I mean, obviously, in serious cases, the police do use their online yeah. super finder thing and look at IP addresses. But, you know, really in the grand scheme of things, for someone who's just mooching about on Twitter on a Tuesday night yeah. and someone says something to them, what are the chances of you ever knowing who that is? Yeah. Um. So I think cyberbullying is becoming more of an issue, but I think it's it's not being dealt with because I still don't think people know how to deal with it. Yeah. Um. And I I had um. It, it wasn't cyberbullying. It was actually a telephone call, right? And I had a, a phone call. This was years ago. This was probably when I was not long out of uni. And had a phone call from this girl and she was vile and she she knew my name and she was swearing and screaming at me down the phone and I was like I was in tears because I was like I don't know I don't know you and I don't know what you've done she, I'm gonna come and get you I'm gonna come and find you and like genuinely I was terrified I was terrified for like three weeks when these phone calls just carried on and on and on and then one day I had told a friend of mine and she used her phone and text this girl and was like what the hell are you doing why are you picking on my friend and this girl actually texted back and was like oh yeah well such and such she's she's been sleeping with my boyfriend and I'm like what no I haven't uh no anyway it turns out I was the wrong girl I was the wrong Kate she was trying to get a hold of another Kate and I was like I'd contacted the police and everything because this was like properly going off on one and I was just like you haven't even checked that you're picking on the right person, you know? And it, oh it had gosh. such a profound effect on me that I was just like, mm. oh my God. I was, every time my phone rang, I was too terrified to pick up my phone. And I imagine that's how this is for a lot of people who've got social media, because if you are getting picked on, you know, mm. every time you get a notification through, you're going to think, oh my God, is it that person? Yeah. That psychological, you know, like impact. Um, so yeah, so one in four didn't report. And interestingly enough, you think, I know I've said a lot about social media, but up to 57% of young people aged between 12 and 25 had experienced bullying behavior when playing online video games. Oh my gosh. Okay. And that's quite high. And obviously you just think, oh, they're just playing games, but obviously they're hooked up via, you know, yeah internet do sound really old (laughs) by its internet (laughs) online dial up um Um, but that's quite a high number yeah yeah um but you know it's not just young people and almost one in four people in the uk um adults that is over the age of 18 have experienced some form of cyberbullying jeez and that's that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um, twenty. Oh, it's not you, Freddie. You're not being targeted. No, no, no. Um, and most likely, those in the most likely bracket to be um targeted are um eighteen to twenty four year olds, but oh. um twenty five to thirty four year olds 
are the next ones up. So it's really not just young people, is it? It's not, you no. know, it really is important to point that out. And cyber stalking as well. You know, people getting stalked online, um, revenge porn. Oh, God, yeah. No, the horror stories with things like that. I know, and it's becoming easier to do. So it's becoming yeah. more and more prevalent. And I think there are becoming more and more ways to mm. bully online. And I think that's the that's yeah. the thing. That, and I don't... That's the scary thing. Because it... Oh, yeah. do you want to talk about it, Freddie? <laughs> things I don't want to go down this route, but the bullying is definitely turning into something around cancel culture where if you don't want to hear something or you feel attacked, it's just, you know, cancel them. They, they don't matter. And that's a form of bullying in itself. Yeah. Like I said, I don't want to go down that route because it does get political and I don't want to start a massive storm about wokeism and cancel culture. That's not my bag. Um, but-, <laughs> but we are going to be doing a social media quick brew, aren't we? To- toxicity-, toxicity on social media. So that you can save that one for then. I'm really not looking forward to that one. I'm going to say it now. We might as well just block out two hours for that one. Yeah, and block all my media and I don't get cancel people. I'm going to cancel people. Um, yeah, it's, it does kind of, kind of go down that route of bullying, doesn't it? Of you don't have a voice because we don't want to hear you. Yes, yeah. And I think I think that's difficult because, again, there's the ability to just shut someone out. And mm-hmm. that, like you say, is a form of bullying in itself. But I think ghosting. Yeah. what, yeah, ghosting, what? What, what um, I think shocked me is there was um, a questionnaire done uh, for young young people. So this is up to the age of 18 and it's uh, children from the age of 12 up to the age of 18. So, you know, when you're 18, you think you're grown up, don't you? But actually, when you look at these, these are still quite terrifying, these statistics. So um, several thousand people were um, spoken to. And it was issues that young people feel result from cyberbullying. So things that they feel they do because they've been cyberbullied. So 9% began abusing drugs or alcohol. 14% developed an eating disorder. 20% started skipping um, school or work. Um, 24% stopped using social media altogether, which I find quite low, actually. Yeah. I think, actually the number one way of dealing with this is just getting rid of everything and just being like, no, do you know what? Screw it. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to play to it. I'm not going to access it. And then they've got nothing to pick on. Yeah. I thought I was quite low. 25% engaged in self-harm. Oh my. 26% deleted their social media profiles. 26% had social, uh, sorry, suicidal thoughts. 37% developed depression and a whopping 41% which was the highest one developed social anxiety and struggled to go out so you know you just think you know and I imagine some of those statistics probably um uh, you know cross the barrier into adults as well because you know of the nature of it yeah you think oh well you know if kids aren't getting picked on in school that's Mm. fine but it's not because there's a whole other world now which we didn't have to worry about yeah and I'll I'll briefly touch upon this because I don't think we are informed enough to make this a solid statistic or to talk around it but I think it does need to be highlighted so in 2010 Beat Bullying which is a bullying prevention charity they found that up to 44% of suicides amongst 10 to 14 year olds may have been bully bullying related. Um, I, they said that I, I hate to say it, but I can, I can see, I can understand that. Yeah. The, the charity said that 26 out of the 59 cases that were, that were reported in the national media were linked to intimidating behavior. Um, the reason why I'm caveating all of this is because we don't know the full stories behind these yeah suicide doesn't just happen because of one particular thing there's a whole there's a lot of things that could be going on in the background um bullying could be a part of so i would although i've said it and it's the stats we've just covered i do want to caveat that yeah i think i think it's going to be impossible to know isn't it um because there will be a lot of people that that don't 
that don't open up about this and yeah. that you know there will be people that do take their own life sadly, yeah. that yeah. don't open up about this being an issue and talk about mm-hmm. the problem so I think it's I think it's terrifying if I'm honest it's it's almost like mm-hmm. a completely new world to deal with that we yeah. didn't have to deal with and yes there's workplace bullying and yes there's school bullying and it's you know that's all got its place and it's all terrible but mm-hmm. now there's this whole sort of shady closed off world that is now an extra thing to worry about and it's it's horrible yeah absolutely have you um experienced bullying as an adult yes yeah i had um i experienced bullying when i worked in recruitment um when i worked i know recruitment's not nice isn't it you don't like no um in sales um but also I've I experienced I had one role where I worked overseas Mm -hmm. and um I experienced bullying from my peers and also um unwanted sexual advances from someone um that kind of didn't didn't work for the company that I was working for but was was linked and because you're working overseas you're away from home and you feel so much more isolated and I honestly thought after I'd been bullied in school and I kind of went through a bit of a reinvention in school do you remember we were talking um to Dom um recently about his reinvention and how it gave him the opportunity to overcome a lot of his insecurities yeah yeah. um I went I did that from sort of like the end of my school years so sort of year 10 year 11 and into sixth form and I sort of was a new person and was sort of had a lot of new confidence and mm. thought you know oh, I'm never gonna let that happen to me again but yeah it did yeah and it's it's worrying actually because you look back and you think would I class that as bullying well I don't know would I but then yes it was mm. it absolutely was and was enough done about it no and I think that's yeah, I think I think it's worrying to think that this is still so prevalent, even as an adult, that you can yeah. experience it. In, you know, different workplaces that I've been in, mm. it's happened. And on 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 the overall, I have been quite lucky with where I've worked, but it has still happened in little sort of pockets. And you yeah. just think it's happening everywhere, every day, in every workplace, on some level. Yeah, yeah. And I think as an adult, when you're bullied as well, you tend to default to it's your fault or it must be you, not the bully. It can, I don't know if it's like that. As I said before, it screams to any of those inner self-esteem issues, those limiting beliefs that you have about yourself. But for me, I the bullying was very um, subtle yeah. over a long period of time. Chips and I couldn't. Away. Yeah. yeah. And every time it was kind of, well, it must be me. It, it's got to be me. I'm I'm just, I'm not good enough. And maybe I should be doing this better. And, you know, why can't I foresee these things? Um, and it only takes moving out of a place where that's been happening that you think, oh, my goodness, I'm a grown up. Why didn't I see that happening? And, yeah. you know, I've been through what I've been through for God knows how many years. Why? Why didn't I? just stand up for myself yeah but you almost need to step away from it don't you yeah see it yeah but at the time the default is it must be my fault it must be me and I think I think as an adult that's where you go to because you just can't believe that bullying still happens when you yeah when you're a fully grown person person. yeah and it and it happens everywhere doesn't it and you see stories about um you know anything that people can pick on any any Mm. form of difference and I think what we talk about on this show so much is important because that was really bad English sorry about that um (laughs) you know what we do as a platform putting things out there to educate people because I Mm. think ignorance is a real problem when it comes to bullying Mm. I think you see people in the LGBTQ plus community being bullied because people just don't understand it Mm. um I think you know you get people being bullied by race by religion because people just don't want to accept difference if something's different from themselves so I think more conversations need to be had 
not yeah. just on platforms like this, but in workplaces mm-hmm. to discuss diversity and discuss, mm-hmm. you know, the uniqueness and why that's a good thing and not something mm-hmm. to be threatened by, because I think yeah. ignorance is such a massive, massive issue. You're talking my bread and butter there, babes. You really are. Inclusivity mm. all the way. Just yeah. it, it. And I think for me at school as well, the bullying and actually as an adult as well, is that wielding of power of look how popular I am because I'm picking on this person or because this one person. Is, and it's bizarre how that translates even to adult. You see it in, you know, not not picking on the US because it happens in British politics as well. In fact, it's happened very recently in British politics about, you know, bullying one particular person and everyone coming together to bully one particular person. Yeah. And that happens in, you know, right in front of us. Yeah. And I think there needs to... Go on. on. No, no, you go. No, I was just going to say it makes it even worse because it's public. Yeah, yeah, for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the, uh, you brought it up in a conversation we had the other day um, about, I forget the name now, but about the woman. Oh, Kitty Genovese. Yeah. Yeah. was stabbed in, I can't remember if it was in broad daylight, but it was, Mm -hmm. the attack was seen over by over several hundred people. No one did anything because they all assumed someone else would. And I think the herd mentality of things when it comes to bullying, because you know, you think, oh, I don't want to get involved in that because what if that person turns on me? Or yeah. I don't want to get involved in that because it's not my business. Mm. Make it your business. Mm. You, you could be saving that person's life. Yeah. What if it's so bad for that person yeah. that they want to go home and end their life because they're so miserable because of it? And sometimes it just takes one person to reach out, not even making it public. Because you do have to make that call if intervening could be, be dangerous for your safety as well as the safety of someone mm-hmm. else's so there yeah. are context specific with these bullying situations but just reaching out to the individual and going are you okay or i've got you or do you need to talk yeah. about this that makes a huge difference yeah i i truly believe that in every in every sense because yeah. i think if i'd been in positions in the past and someone had said that to me i would have felt so much safer yeah even mentally I think yeah yeah I think we could we could definitely talk about this just for hours couldn't we yeah I mean we've we've just talked about two elements of bullying and there's so many so many more um and it is going to be exciting so like I said we are going to do another episode in 2023 where we're going to talk about this more broadly and with our transatlantic friends um and the amazing work that they've been doing around bullying as well um, but what's your final set, babes? Oh God. Um, okay. If if the topic subject matter in this podcast, um, if you find this triggering because it's happening to you or it has happened to you, open up because I do think it it mm-hmm. helps. Certainly, if it is happening to you, understand that the people doing it are doing it because they have some sort of insecurity and that they feel inferior to you. They are, you hear it everywhere. Bullying happens because they're jealous. They're just jealous of you. That doesn't help at the time, but if you can change your mindset to understand that actually you are stronger than you believe in these situations and please don't suffer in silence because it can be hard and it can be horrible. And if you are being um, victimized online as well, please report it because that's the only way these people will get their comeuppance. Yeah. It's a bit, bit of a weird final sip because it was more no. of a demand. But what no, was, not what at all. Yours? I think it's a really good perfect public service announcement from you about it. And I, like you said, I hope this episode, you know, mine and Katie's experiences. I think we've got more we could have covered. I know I was bullied quite a few times um, mm. at school and as an adult, there's just not enough time to go into it. Mm. And But I think if you are being bullied, particularly in the workplace, there, is, there, is, there are people out there. You've got ACAS, which is the Advisory Conciliation and Arbitration Service. They're free and they'll give um, impartial advice to, to employers and employees um, talking about your situation, what you can do. You are never on your own. And as adults, don't be embarrassed. You know, the the people that are bullies and harassing you, 
as Katie said, there's something about insecurity there. There's fear. There's so much more going on. There's power plays. There's all sorts. It does happen when you're an adult. There's no shame. There's no shame in putting your hand up and saying, I'm being bullied and I've had enough and it's really affecting me. Um, And if you, as Katie said, if you have been affected by this episode, feel free to reach out and share your own experiences with us as well. Um, And we will be coming back and revisiting this, this topic too. Yeah, and we will put as well on our blog piece, um, we will put uh, the links to support networks and pages for bullying in schools, online bullying, workplace bullying. And if you are an employer as well and you're listening to this, please address it. And if you're not mm-hmm. sure how, then look at the ACAS link as well, because like Vicky said, they've got some wonderful resources on there. Yeah, and it's essential because so much happens in the workplace you might not be aware of and we need to stamp this out once and really for all do. yeah oh thanks guys that was a that was been a, a good, good one, one. Yeah. Been emotional been emotional well thank you everyone for joining us and we will be back next week with another episode uh, i was going to go to ronnie's again oh, it's, good, it's good night from her oh, it's good, good night from her too <laughs> thanks for joining us everyone and we'll see you again soon bye